back to the Craft and Career podcast series featuring conversations with professional creatives from the arts, entertainment, and media industries. Here we explore various approaches to craft and career and even consider how those two can sometimes work together. I'm Derek Webster, Senior Associate Director for Creative Careers at Yale's Office of Career Strategy, and I'm excited to bring back our guest host, Yale faculty friend Derek Green. Derek is an author himself and teaches creative writing in the English department. And you might recognize him as our guest from the first two Crafting Career series episodes. Do yourself a big favor and go back and listen in the archive. This is the second part of Derek's conversation with writer Colby Day. Welcome back for our continued conversation with writer and director Colby Day. Colby, thanks for coming back to uh, take a slightly deeper dive in some of uh, the questions of craft and career. I'm so excited. Craft and career, are, uh, these are the things I could talk about all day. This is the fun part. Kobe, you write for both screen and stage, as we heard in the first part of our talk. What are some of the common concerns that carry across these pursuits? What makes each unique, both in its difficulty and in its reward? You know, I, I grew up more interested in film than the theater. And I kind of got talked into, um, as I was finishing college, I only knew theater actors and they were kind of eager for, hey, if you if you wanted to write theater, we'd love to do theater that was by a new playwright that wasn't another Mamet or Shakespeare play. So I didn't know what made good theater. And I think that for better or worse, that made the theater I was writing very different <laughs> and much more ensemble much bigger casts than I think a lot of theater gets to get away with because it's hard to have a huge ensemble on a stage production. And fundamentally, like, uh, is the story working? Do the characters make sense? You know, those are all things that translate to any medium, whether it's theater or uh, fiction or film or television. But I think that the thing that was so satisfying to me working in theater is there is a certain magic to seeing how difficult something is physically on stage that you cannot reproduce in film or television. Seeing actors physically there, seeing them be challenged by the work is stuff that just like doesn't ever translate. And so the, the audience experience, I think, is a little more magical in the theater to me. But, you know, I think the fundamentals of like, how do you tell a story really are true everywhere to me? <laughs> that would be my opinion. <laughs> Yeah, in, in theater, you can't back up or pause. It's bodies in space. And, and that is different. But at the end of the day, you're telling a story on some level. And that definitely seems to be kind of an interesting overlap. Do you find it difficult to shift gears between different modes, television, feature, theater, or is it something that comes fairly naturally to you? My first, the, the script I wrote that was on the blacklist in 2016, this this project in the blink of an eye started as a play. Actually, I wrote it as a play first for this company pipeline theater company in New York. And it was a really interesting, really hard play <laughs> that basically was impossible. <laughs> and only as I moved to LA, did I realize like, oh wait, this would be so much easier if I could just like cut to different things yeah. or <laughs> show the big bang happen. Like, wouldn't that be great? Then I wouldn't, it, then this would not be an impossible project. So I, I think that there are just things that you get to do when it's on screen that like immediately suggest to me like, oh, this is for a film. If I need to see this kind of thing happen, that's probably a film. If I 
don't need that much happening, then it's then it can be theater. To me, I think the hardest thing to write is television. The amount of like engine to your story, the amount of refillable constant motion that it needs to have is really, really challenging. It requires a certain kind of brain. And I, I don't know if my agents would like that I say this, but like, I think I have a brain that's like the story starts and then the story ends. <laughs> the idea of like refillable big stories, I it just like is a very, very different way to think about how to tell something. Thing. And so that to me is sort of the outlier, like theater and film. I, I think I can always kind of tell like, oh, which, which is this destined for TV feels to me like it's just, I have so much respect for television writers. It seems so, so difficult. <laughs> it's, it is very different. I'm always amazed by playwrights. How do you do all that whole story in one place? It's like how you don't get to cut. You don't get to put a chapter. It's like, it, it's always blown my mind. So that is a, it's interesting how the different um, genres really do work from a practical standpoint, from like you say, sitting down and just plotting out the story or scene writing, you know, yeah. dialogue, the, the kind of nuts and bolts of the thing. To me, I think the craft of writing a good play has always been sort of like a, a challenge of like, oh, how do I do this? Like, is there a way to make the story happen in a self-contained way, in a way that is in real time? Or, you know, like, I think there's just a lot of like mechanical challenges to writing a good play that you have more freedom in writing a film where you're less constrained, but I think constraints are like good for artistic discovery. You talked about earlier about the difference between process and result. And that is always something that amazes me. Writers are forever in the process part. And if you're lucky, you get a result every few months or years out of something. Can you talk a little bit about your process and how you write and, you know, the space between artistry and that kind of practical reality of putting your rear end in the chair? Yeah. Process is to me the most interesting thing to get to talk about with other writers, because I don't know anybody who does any of it the same way. And it's also, we're all doing the same thing. And I think that that's the most interesting part of it. To me, I tend to think about stories mostly. I generally start with a, a sort of challenge to myself, whether it's the format can be the challenge in terms of like, oh, I want to write something that's designed to take like in the blink of an eye, which was that script on the blacklist. My challenge initially was I want to tell a story that like covers time. <laughs> and that was a big challenge to just try to figure out how do you do that? So I love to start from a problem I'm trying to solve or a question I'm trying to interrogate. And then my ideal problem process is one in which I then write way, 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 way too much. I just write everything that is maybe in that thing or project or idea and then co like collate and carve down into, okay, these things actually work in that story. This monologue I wrote is interesting, but like doesn't actually serve this thing. Cut that. And then I kind of have a hodgepodge of like, oh, this is maybe a project. <laughs> and then I think I, I do a lot of revision and a lot of fine tuning and a lot of kind of like restitching of, of a work to try to like make it cohesive because I, I, I like to kind of start with just like a smattering of stuff 
and then find a way to make that into a thing. And sometimes that just never becomes a thing. And there's like a lot of lost time, I think. But that's my ideal. I think then there's like work projects, which you kind of are on a different schedule. When you're hired to deliver (laughs) a product at the end of the day, I think you need to be a little more strict with yourself about like, okay, here's, here's my vision for the outline for the steps that this will take. I know where I'm going. My ideal version is I just go wherever I go and then maybe I get something, maybe I don't. You had projects picked up and in production. Um, so things were going pretty nicely and then ran smack into the pandemic like so many of us did. And you're the first person I've talked to at this stage in it. On the record, I was kind of curious if you'd be willing to talk a little bit about how that kind of alluded to it earlier, how the uh, quarantine impacted your craft and your career or continues to. Uh, wow. Yeah. There's a bunch of different layers to the question. I I think that, you know, there's like personally the, the pandemic and being under lockdown. And this has been a very hard year for everybody. <laughs> Everyone I know has had a challenging time here. And I think we haven't really had like a collective outlet for what to do with that. So I think that that's the first thing to highlight is like, it was very hard to work. I had moments where work was very easy, but for the most part, it's been a hard year. I think for anybody, but then if you're also like trying to make art or process this, it's been tough. I also think that I was so lucky in that the film that I have coming out, Spaceman, was set to go into production during the pandemic. And I was under contract to like finish the script as the lockdowns began in March of 2020. And I thought, you guys are insane. Why do you care if I finish this movie right now? (laughs) You're not going to make it. But it is a movie in which Adam Sandler is alone in space for a lot of it. So it suddenly became a very practical film to have written for this window of time. Originally, it was a crazy idea. And then once there was a pandemic and set restrictions, it actually became a really feasible film, which was a huge turnaround for what it what it had originally been. But, you know, I think that there's elements to the pandemic that made studios and buyers a little more risk averse, because I think that the stakes feel higher than ever for them as far as like what's going to earn money. I think it's going to change the theatrical market. It just, it was already tight to try to make a movie that was smaller than a huge movie. And now it feels harder than ever. But I also think it's sort of democratizing in that like you don't really have to be in LA or New York to have a meeting with someone anymore, which sounds so silly now that we are used to not <laughs> to talking over Zoom. But two years ago, you had to be here to meet someone. And um, to not have to do that, I think, is like going to have a profound ripple effect on who gets to meet executives, who gets to pitch on projects. And I, I think that that's really exciting. So it's a mixed bag. I think it's a very disruptive couple years for everybody. But I was really lucky to have work that I had to turn in <laughs> early on, which kept me sane and showing up to work every day, which was really good to get to do. There really is a place where craft, job, and creativity can come together sometimes. Colby, what's something on the horizon that excites you? Wow. I just directed a short film that I wrote 
and it is a uh, it's called lead follow and we are finishing up the post on it right now and hopefully maybe going to do festivals with it we'll see what happens but i'm very excited to get to do more directing i think it's been really cool to in that same way uh, get to collaborate with people and you know be as a writer you are sometimes not the most involved after the writing and it's been really fun and satisfying to get to be artistically involved the whole way through. And I'm really excited for Spaceman to come out. Like it's the first movie I've written that's produced and it's going to come out next year at some point. I don't know when, but it's the marriage of craft and career in a perfect moment of how often do you get to revel in, oh, it, it happened. We made a thing. Um, so rare. So I'm just like looking forward to that coming out and being the first real produced movie. Well, Colby, thanks again for your time and generosity in talking to us today. Oh, it's been my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. This was so fun and uh, hopefully somewhat useful for other people. <laughs> Thanks again, Derek and Colby. It's been a pleasure to follow your conversation through our craft and career platform. We'll be back next week with a new conversation with innovative designer Matthew Claudel. In the meantime, as always, don't be afraid to use the word career, but always stay crafty.